What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. Wow. Hi, everybody. Wow, we <laughs> what, what a week. week. What a week it's been here in the Streamiverse. Oh, boy. Welcome to all the new listeners, all the new uh, stream millionaires out there. We are so happy to have you all. And uh, thank you for the huge support over the past week, which was a media whirlwind for us. It's been a frenzy. And in case you don't know, in case you just listened to this podcast and didn't see it in the news this week and don't follow us on Twitter, there was a <laughs> fabulous Huffington Post piece written about us and our David and Goliath-esque journey as being a podcast that was at first entirely about Quibi and now is about all things streaming, but also mostly about Spite. Rooted entirely in Spite. (laughs) Uh, We just want to say thank you again to Lee, who wrote that piece. Thank you to The Onion for picking that piece up. And thank you to Insider for mentioning us in a piece about memes. And thank you to The King. thank you to, to... Oh yeah, to Josh Benton, the king for <laughs> the king Josh Benton, uh, who is the only person that pointed out that we weren't technically <laughs> fans when we started. <laughs> I mean, we weren't technically fans, but we weren't technically not fans. If I recall correctly, I do think we were both firmly Team Quibi when we got the season desist. We were like excited yes. for the shows, genuinely hoping it was going to be good. We started on the fence, curious, and on the and uh, and then we ended being Team Quibi until they burned us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just big shout outs to all of those media elites. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Rob, how are you doing? How's the fame gotten to your head? Well, I was losing my mind last week. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing the seemed like thousands of tweets that were going out it did um, i was just searching all i did was search quibi and we ended up being the top top news on twitter uh about quibi sending us a season assist i saw people coming out in droves saying oh you gotta be fucking kidding me fuck this app people were in the app store talking about us in their reviews um it was like i mean just coming from like a little old tiny podcast uh really exciting and fun and also felt so good to stick it to quibi (laughs) and just to also hear from you know some of our little birdies out there about how much of a ruckus we're causing uh, at the quibi offices it's been a high and i mentioned to rob i'm very obviously i love attention but i'm also very cautious or i think what what goes up must come down and, and I'm the opposite. <laughs> well, I was I'm just saying, my this is just going to keep going up. <laughs> I was keeping my eyes peeled for the backlash, you know, for people to be like, wait yeah. a minute. Actually, they were on the wrong side of the law and shouldn't have used the word quibby, which we don't use anymore. So really, we're in the clear. We mm-hmm. complied immediately. So I shouldn't be worried about that. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm always ready for a backlash. What can I say? I like yeah. to prepare for the worst. Hope for the best, prepare yeah. for the worst. 
But yep. so far it's been lovely and everyone has been so supportive. People have literally tweeted at us that we are David versus Goliath and that is incredible. Um, so thank you to everyone. Yes, we were clearly the number one story in the Quibi verse, dare I say, last week. But <laughs> but there was another really big story about Quibi that came out last week. Uh, and that was reported by our good friends over the at the fabulous Wall Street Journal. And it's Quibi's head of brand marketing left. She left two weeks after launch. Two weeks after launch, which... You know, what does that really say? I mean, she saw how the launch went. She saw the reviews. She saw what people were saying online. She saw the cease and desist. And she thought, you know what? I don't think they're giving me enough for me to stick around. <laughs> Which is crazy this. because they are supposedly incredibly overpaid. Incredibly. Yeah. We had, so our DMs after... We became known as the podcast about Quibi, which we already yep. were, but this this past week only cemented it. Yep. Our DMs were lit with insiders, gossip hounds. There's a large funnel of gossip that's coming down around Quibi, and we are at the bottom of that funnel. Everything yes. comes down to us. Um, because not only, not only are we a podcast that speaks about Quibi, but we're a podcast about spite. And it seems as if a lot of people are feeling very spiteful against Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't say it on their own. If there's anything we've learned from all of this, it's that spite is the most powerful force in the universe. Exactly. You know, people say that spite and uh, revenge are poison and that you should just live your life without it. And to them, I say... Try having a hit podcast about Spike because it actually feels a little bit better. Clink, clink, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this woman left. She was supposedly behind like their big Super Bowl ads, which we didn't love. But I wonder how much of her abilities were being hindered by just poor management all over at Quibi because she came from Netflix. Yeah. So, Clearly, she has good experience and probably had great ideas, but maybe they were being yeah. watered down. Yeah. You never know what the culture is like over there. It seems like, you know, people at the top may be a little heavy handed with their direction. Right. And there may be a lack of trust from leadership. And so that can be very frustrating for people who are trying to just do their jobs the way they know how to do them. Absolutely. And listen, talk about bad times at Quibi Royale. This exec, is, it's a long line of execs because back in August, Tim Connolly, who was the head of partnerships left. So that's the person who's bringing in the money. You don't want him to yep. leave. And then Janice Min, who was the head of daily content, she left in September. And she's a storied, storied uh, exec. She was the head of Hollywood Reporter, I believe. So she was a big deal. And then Diane Nelson, who was the head of content operations. And remember this name, people. Diane Nelson, head of content operations. She left, uh, I forget when, but you, pretty recently, right? Um, I can't remember exactly when. But these are all, you know, for these execs to leave, like these are pretty important positions in this company, considering 
this whole company is based around content and marketing. So to have your like main operation execs like just jumping ship so early, it says that there's like a lot of tension going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And especially because this is a $2 billion company, they were probably being paid so much. So it had to be really bad for them to want to leave. Yeah. So uh, Quibi has launched and they are now saying that they have received everyone's feedback and they are pivoting to being able to cast to screens. Right. Which you are dying to talk about. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it doesn't mean that everyone is going to get it. Um, <clears throat> so an article Wrong. from Slash here says, stop. stop, no, no, we oh. have to stop. <laughs> oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.